How much would someone have to pay you for them to stick needles in your face, your ears, and your body? Or more specifically, how much would you pay somebody to have needles put in your face, ears, or body? That's the conversation today. Today, I interview Lindsay Zalewski-Murray, owner of local Michigan business Balance Therapeutics, and we talk everything from acupuncture all the way to chiropractic care, health and wellness, and how to really make sure you're taking care of your body. This was a fascinating conversation for me because honestly, when I hear acupuncture, I get scared. And Lindsay did a really good job of saying why they just started to dive into it and why this forgotten Chinese practice might actually be perfect for you. When you put the needles in, are you relieving pressure? It is good for treating things like um, curbing addictions and cravings. It is good for trauma-related things, like if you suffer from PTSD and anything that falls under its umbrella, like anxiety, depression, insomnia. And then also it has been used to help treat behavioral things like ADHD or anger issues. There's a big debate of chiropractors versus physical therapy. Most people in the medical field don't like chiropractors. And before we jump into today's podcast, I have to thank my editors, NVN Creates. If you're looking for professional video editing and honestly an editing team that's gonna put their heart and their soul into every single project, This is the team for you. I trust them with all my videos. I wouldn't use anyone else. I couldn't use anyone else. They're the best. Definitely check them out. Their information is in the description below. And without further ado, let's jump into today's podcast I had with Lindsay. It's honestly a thrilling conversation about acupuncture, health and wellness, making sure your body feels amazing, some of the controversies that are out there, as well as what it's like for her being a woman in business and her story as well to the successful point that she's been. Definitely listen to this full podcast. It's worth it. We'll see you guys at the end. If you haven't, please like this video, subscribe. Uh, Thank you guys so much for the support you showed the podcast already. We'll see you guys at the end of the video. Okay, after this, we're gonna get into the podcast. Really quick, the Dylan England Show now has a coffee blend. It's a low acid coffee blend. We partnered with Cool Beans Coffee Brewery and it's available now. Link is in the description below to tell you about our partnership, to tell you about really what's going on. But check it out, some of the best coffee that you will ever drink. So grab your coffee, hit that like and subscribe button and enjoy this episode of the Dylan England Show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. We have Lindsay Zalewski uh, here today. She is a business owner, licensed massage therapist, soon to be licensed acupuncturist. Auricular uh, acupuncturist. I don't know yeah. what that means. Yeah. And a bunch of other stuff. So this is going to be a super interesting podcast if you're interested. Entrepreneurship, she started out as a one-man shop. Now she has a, a super sweet staff with her that she's grown into a great building here in Michigan. Um, and if you're curious about like massages and acupuncture and just honestly health and wellness type living, this is going to be the podcast for you guys. So thank you for coming back. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. Thanks. Appreciate that you're here. Uh, I wanted to just start by us talking about when you started in business. You told me that you started off. Well, actually, yeah, just tell me, how did, how did you know, okay, massage is what I want to do. <laughs> and then, yeah, let's just see where the conversation goes. Okay, so um, I started out going to college for dental hygiene, actually. And I got all my prereqs done. I applied for the program and they ran it like a lottery. So if they had too many people apply, names from a hat, basically. Wow. I didn't get chosen. So... <laughs> Um, I got a letter stating, you know, you didn't get selected, but you're in for next year, which fine, great, mm-hmm. wonderful. Except for the fact if I wanted to keep my parents' health insurance, I had to be a full-time student. I was paying for my own college. I was going to community college, paying with Applebee's wages. Sure. You know? Yeah. I'm not going to waste what little money I have on blow-off classes. If I'm going to learn something over the next few years, it's going to be, over the next year, it's going to be something constructive. Hmm. So I found a trade school for massage therapy, Um, found a couple of them actually, did my research, liked one better than the other, and it was exactly one year. So I'm like, perfect. I'll be done right about the time I get to start dental school again. And uh, yeah, it just three weeks into the massage So it's kind of like out of necessity. You were kind of like, I just need to do something. Yeah, I need to do something. And I wasn't going to waste my money. I was going to learn something that I could actually use. It was going to make it a side job. Hmm. a weekend thing for friends and family. So you never saw where you're at now? No. You never, that no. was never the plan? No. Did you have, were you always like wanting to be an entrepreneur? No. Or like? No. Yeah, walk me through that. I am so reserved. I am not a leader. I am a follower. So this is really kind of outside of what I ever saw myself doing. Hmm. 
Um, but yeah, three weeks into that massage program, I was like, wants to dig around in people's mouths. Yeah. This is so much better. I fell yeah. in love with it. Um, graduated <laughs> in 2007 and just started working at different places. I tried, I tried the spa thing. Wasn't for me. Mm. Wasn't for me. You mean like, so what's spa being like there's pampering yeah, type massage? Less, there's there's yeah. different massage modalities. There's more like therapeutic medical grade massage. And then there's what we like to affectionately call a fluff and buff yeah. massage. Right. Yeah, I like those. Just relaxation. Yeah. Which I can still do. But when you're in a spa, you get kind of pigeonholed into just doing that all yeah. day long. Yeah. And it's not for me. So tried that, ended up later at a chiropractic office and uh, loved that setting because I saw a wider variety of people. Some people had problems that needed pain relief mm. or whatever. Some people did just want to relax, but it was different. Every single massage was different. So I really like that. But then I ended up getting divorced. Mm. Yeah. So that was unexpected. But Yeah. Not part of the plan. No. Unexpected, but necessary. Um, so yeah, I'm like, okay, now what am I going to do? Because I'm working at this place. I love this kind of work. I wasn't getting paid enough to support myself. Mm. And when I was married, it didn't matter because he made plenty of money. It was just supplemental income. Yeah. yeah. It's nice yeah. that we have it, but we don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was talking with my divorce lawyer and I'm like, I'm going to have to, you know, move back in with my parents and I'm going to need to find another job because this is not cutting it. And she looked me dead in the eye and said, start your own business. I thought she was crazy because as you know, it's not easy. She said, no, I'm serious. I have these rooms for rent in my office. This is how much I charge. But if you want to give me a massage once a week, I'll take it off your rent. So I paid next to nothing to get started. And you said that was your lawyer, right? Yeah. So your lawyer... Did you get any clients from the lawyer office at all or not really? Um, a couple. Most of the people that I saw at the chiropractic office followed me. You were in the law office. Yep. And then at what point, and that's a great deal. I mean, good to that lawyer. It was just, that's literally. The it was like your little guardian angel. That it just kind of just a couple, couple hundred dollars every month that I had to pay. And then within a year oh, and a that half. That sounds nice. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> Compared to what I pay now for I the know. whole building. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, she gave me that really good deal. And within a year and a half, I was so busy. I had to hire a girlfriend to come in and work on my days off because mm. physically you cannot do massage therapy seven days a week. Yeah. It's very physically demanding. So each year it is just snowballed. And so when did you move to your next, like, when did you feel that you're like, all right, we need to move to our next location? Four years into working in the law office. So like two ish years in, wow. I needed a second room. So then now I, two rooms at that law office and I had two contractors working with me and uh, we were just continuing to grow. And I knew that being in that building was only going to let me go so far. So found this nice little joint in Riverview and it was just big enough for what, you know, a little bit of expansion moved there, stayed there for seven years. Wow. You've been doing this for what, 12 years? 11? As a business owner? Sure. 11. 11 years. But I've been a massage therapist since 2007. Wow. Um, and that place in Riverview is great. That was, it was like perfect for it what served, you needed it, it for. It served its yeah. purpose. And then now you've moved again. Yes. And this is like an upgrade. Yes. Like this is. We're hoping this is our forever home. Okay. Um, That's a fun way to put it. My landlords are going to have to drag me out of there kicking and screaming if they ever want me to leave. You just buy the building. Right? That's, yeah. that's honestly probably your next stage if they ever do that. Just buy yeah. the building. <laughs> I hope to God they would offer it to me first. Yeah. But we have this building that's double the square footage of what we had. Wow. And, and it's Trenton, right? Trenton. How big Trenton. how big is your team right now? Oh gosh. Including me, there are five massage therapists. I have one um Reiki practitioner. I have someone that comes in and does my billing and social media for me once a week. Wow, so, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's good. Oh, billing would suck. I feel like that. Do you like? Do you deal with the insurances and stuff? So we, or how only, do you guys? we only do auto insurance claims. Okay. Yeah. And are they pretty easy to deal with for the most part? For the most part. Mm. Things are getting complicated since laws have changed in the mm. last. Especially in Michigan. Yeah. But um, I can't bill health insurance. They don't see us as legitimate practitioners. Mm. And with as complicated as it can be, I'm not sure I want to take that on anymore. 
So that's like what, like another round of certifications you guys would have to... Necessarily think so. It's just they weird. just won't cover it. That's weird. Yeah, I know that auto insurance makes sense and you've helped a lot of people that have been in car accidents. Oh, and, yeah. And then kind you can even like, work with like physical therapy practices. Like yeah. some, and like if they're like, hey, you need to get massage to help loosen this part or whatever. Like you can right. kind of be... Right. That's cool. We work really well with... Um, Physical therapy, chiropractic stuff, just more holistic. Well, let's, yeah, so let's talk about that. So yeah. th I think that's a cool segue. Your mm -hmm. story is inspiring. I think for anyone listening, I think, I mean, to, for me, the takeaway from Lindsay is a lot of times on social media and YouTube, there's all this talk about, oh, yeah, you're born an entrepreneur and you either have it or you don't. And I think it's f just full of crap. I think people sometimes have a knack. When we, we say someone's an entrepreneur, I think it means you just have a higher risk tolerance than other people. Entrepreneurs generally have higher risk tolerances than other people. Other people then would have to work harder to take those risks than maybe other people would. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have the entrepreneur gene. That's, I think, a right. load of crap. It's Well, I never saw myself here. Never. Never, never. It just, things happened and they just snowballed and it was like, you keep up or you're going to fall behind. So I literally just took things that I learned from past places of employment, yeah. things I, I liked, I applied, things mm. I didn't like, I tossed out the window. Mm. And it was just seizing opportunities as they came at you, mm. which is weird because I'm not a risk taker. Yeah. Like by nature, I'm just not. Yeah, it's just, it's just, for me, it's just luck. Yeah. Common sense. Well, luck is where opportunity meets preparation. That's what I'll tell my team all the time. And what you said, we actually, uh, Robert Courtney, which was the guest that I just had on, um, we had the same conversation and it was maybe you have a, maybe there's someone listening to this and they have a tinkling of me wanting to be an entrepreneur. Whatever job you're in, there are lessons that you can learn sure. that you can then reapply. And that's exactly what you said. I love what, what you said there. That's exactly what I did. That's awesome. Yep. I've, I've worked in office settings before, so I knew what it took to run a front desk. Mm-hmm. Took to take appointments. Just kind of take little bits from here and little bits. And you wing it. And yeah. half of it's just winging it. And then you just oh, got to. Yeah. You, like, you asked me not that long ago what my business model was. And I think I laughed at you. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't know. <laughs> what business model? I'm literally winging this every single day of my life. Yeah. And yet you're, you're a successful small business owner here in Michigan. Lindsay has more clients a lot of times. And I like getting on Lindsay's calendar herself is impossible. For a massage it's and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> because she's so busy and because so many people love her. And when, you know, Lindsay will help you out one time, you're going to go back. And that's the experience that Lindsay has at Balanced Therapeutics, which is her company. It's awesome. Um, but this is what I want to talk about. Yeah. So where do we want to, where do we want to start? What do we want to talk about first? What is, I know we could talk about acupuncture. So I get scared with needles. Yeah. So why don't we just talk about acupuncture? Okay. Uh, for those that don't know, Lindsay has been exploring acupuncture uh, as a service offered. Yeah. Um, when she told me that on the phone, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to, I can't. Like, it scares me. Yeah, so let's, let's talk me through that. Like, yeah. why acupuncture? What is acupuncture? Okay. I think of Chinese needles and like faces covered with a hundred well, needles and freaked out. So... And so there Walk is me through this. Full body acupuncture that <clears throat> is not what I do. Okay. Um, we do me. auricular acupuncture, which is acupuncture of the ear. Mm. And the particular protocol that we learned is called the Nada 5NP protocol. Bless you. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to not. Yeah, everybody's just like, huh? Uh, so, basically, there are dozens of points in your ear. We only deal with five specific points. Hmm. All we have learned, that's all we're going to be doing. It is good for treating things like um, curbing addictions and cravings. It is good for um, related things, like if you suffer from PTSD and anything that falls under its umbrella, like um, anxiety, depression, insomnia. And then also it has been used to help treat behavioral things like ADHD or anger issues. Mm. So this particular protocol was used in the 70s in... Um, to help wean people off of methadone. Currently, the VA is using this particular protocol to help treat their veterans who have PTSD. So these, this is like a pressure pressure points, or like when you say points. More or less, yeah. So yeah. there's different points in your ear yep. that are connected to your brain, yeah. for lack of a better term. Yeah. And for whatever reason, 
So when you put the needles in, are you relieving pressure no. or like what does it do? So like that's, how does that's it the work? Complicated thing. You know, they just those points correlate with different parts of your brain, different parts of your body. Interesting. Together, you get a certain effect out of it. I can tell you that I have horrible anxiety, mm. and the medication. Well, you're a business owner. <laughs> business owner, you know, mom, prone to anxiety yeah, to begin with. I yeah. had my first child in the middle of the pandemic, which was that was fun. Did not do anything for my postpartum anxiety, but you know, it is what it is. But um, I was on a great medication that was helping mm-hmm. me stay, you know, level and not freak out all yeah, the time. Yeah, sure. And, um, when I got pregnant with this one, they made me get off of it, which has been a struggle at times. Mm. And uh, 10 minutes into my first treatment with this protocol, I looked at my coworker and I said, I feel like I'm back on my No track. way. I swear to God. And it lasted about 72 hours. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Have yeah. you, have you, so you've had some tests, have you had any test subjects in yet? Have, oh, like, yeah. You're practicing this, oh, right? Oh, yeah. No, our clinicals are done. Yeah, we're done. We had to do 40 sessions, which we... So what was the feedback? I would say the ma- vast majority were very happy. And do you think they're going to come back? They can't wait to come back. That's... I have people asking me all the time. <sighs> but the problem is now we're just looking for an MD, a DO, or mm-hmm. an acupuncturist who's willing to indirectly supervise. Yeah. Because that's what the uh, law is requiring. Can you, can you still practice on volunteers, or are you kind of done I'm until not, you get that certification? I'm pretty sure... We're done until we can find okay. someone to oversee, unfortunately. Does it hurt? Like, do the needles pinch when they go in? Feel it a little tiny bit, but, like, compared to a blood draw, because the needle is so fine, if you feel a pinch at all, it goes away as soon as it's in. I'm laughing. My wife, uh, Anna, passes away with needles, and I can only imagine her. We can lay her down. She's Yeah. Up. She'll be fine. <laughs> She'll be I'm, like, fine. Like, I'm just thinking, like, how much would I have to pay Anna? To do this, I, I I'd be curious to know if uh, if if people watching this would think that would be an like an interesting vlog. If I would, could, would you allow me to yeah, to she vlog was willing to. or for me if I did it as a vlog? Cool, that sounds scary. Talk with her and make sure she's okay with you recording her. But no, I mean no. I'm saying I will probably be the one doing oh, you that. Do yeah. it? No, I'm not saying I want to. I'm saying that might make interesting content though. It might. It might. scares me. No, it's not scary. I, I hate needles. I have passed out multiple times getting my blood drawn. Mm. I'm fine with this. So do you see, I mean, it is interesting. I mean, I know it's, I think for the average person, they see acupuncture as a out of date, at least me, no, average not. date. That's what they look at it. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. acupuncture, the Chinese used to do this yeah, and whatever. It's been around for 3,000 years. Yeah. So it's a, it's a old science that, but basically what you're saying is there is, Full body acupuncture, but it is so niche all the way to. You said there's how many twelve points in the ear? Oh, there's no, there's dozens, like dozens, and you're dozens. specializing we in only five. five. So, for example, like and I mentioned, crazy. the VA mm-hmm. is using this particular form to help people get off drugs. Those five points, no, it's to help them with their PTSD. Oh, yeah, but they also do at the VA what's called BFA, which is battlefield acupuncture. Also deals with five points. In is the that ear. still ear, ear only? Ear only, but it's different. It's a di- it's different points. I think two of the points are the same, and the other three are completely different. And that deals, I think, if I'm not mistaken, deals specifically with treatment of pain related battle. That's crazy. I mean, I literally, like, it's just mind blowing. I mean, if it's being used in hospitals. Oh, I know it's legitimate, but yeah. to me, it's like the how. Like, how does the <laughs> the needle that goes into the ear affect the brain to I then can't allow? Explain it to you. Yeah, that's in crazy. It's comprehensible. Yeah, it's, I know. It, yeah, it, it would. But that that's cool though. It's cool that first of all, you said it was started, or you mentioned something in New York about yeah. how it was yeah. originally researcher started to help people get off of meth, right? Yeah, I, if I'm not mistaken. It was being used to help treat like anxiety and stuff and in, in addicts and they were noticing that it helped them it de- was it was helping them curb their cravings. So could this also when you say curb cravings, what about cravings with like sugar? And what about, you know, have Literally you is there like weight loss tie ins that you could make so, to this? Yeah. Not like officially. Yeah, I mean it's, we're not going to go out there and be like, you're going to lose weight if you yeah. do this. But if you, you're an overeater, if you're addicted to food, you're addicted to sugar, if it's helping curb those cravings, <laughs> it could essentially help you lose what weight. If I'm sure. addicted to good food. Same way. It's like, I just like good no. food. 
So someone, let's just say someone has a specific, like, okay, I'll give you another example with our family. We love, so there's something about after we eat dinner, we love something sweet. Same way. So like ice cream. Um, and then you, and then like, they'll be, or like even like fruit, like strawberries with whipped it, cream or, it could help but curb that. yeah. th- that's intriguing to me. Yeah. I mean, literally anything from food all the way up to hard drugs and everything in between. We're talking mm-hmm. gambling. We're talking alcoholism. Wow. And all that, everything. And how often is it up to 72 hours? This you well, personally, that, that was my yeah. personal experience. Um, I'm understanding that if you are like in the thick of an addiction, like a, a heavy addiction, mm-hmm. they would want you to get treated every day. Mm. That is not feasible for what we do because we have, I have a full clientele that I see yeah. every week for massage as well. So what we do have, and I should have thought to bring some and I didn't, they're, they're, they're called seeds. They're, mm. they're little tiny, tiny metal balls that are like on a little square bandaid. So I would give you an acupuncture treatment. Once I remove the needles, I would put those seeds in place of where the needle was, and that would provide acupressure on those points for up to two weeks. So you're still getting the benefit of it. That's awesome. Without, that is just a world. Yeah. You know, we should have done, we should have had you bring needles and, and done it live on the podcast. <laughs> 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 that would have been great content. Oh. Would have been crying though. No, you wouldn't have. I don't know. No, it is cool. I mean, I, I trust that what you're doing is... And I don't say those things to to downplay how gentle and great you are. I'm just a baby. And so that's why I'm like mentally thinking about it. But it, I do think it's cool. You know, it's a cool science. It is. And it goes very well with what we were already doing. Yeah. So it just kind of makes us kind of more of a one-stop wellness shop, if you will. Yeah. You're expanding from just massages, mm-hmm. which you guys did a dang good job at. Thank you. And now you're kind of, so is that your goal, trying to, be more of a, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're still primarily massage, but we we do want to offer other things for people. Like Kelly at my office, she is now certified as a functional nutrition mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, she's more of a holistic approach to nutrition and dietetics. And then we're doing red light therapy, which is very similar to infrared therapy. We're offering Reiki now for those who don't like touched but still need to get balanced and need to relax that's like sounds and stuff no or sensory it's it's more energy transfer okay that kind of stuff okay cool not my wheelhouse i'm more like yeah get in and fix it that's kind of stuff just above my head i'm not gonna lie to you the red light therapy though that's interesting to me so walk me through that so red light therapy there's a certain frequency that the red light omits um it's below what the frequency would be for an infrared light. Hmm. Um, basically, it just warms you up from the inside out, and it helps with cellular regeneration, which can help with healing. Yeah, I was wondering, like, dead skin and... Well, yeah, like, if you have an injury, mm-hmm. it can help heal you faster. It's good for inflammation. Those are kind of the two things that we're really focusing on because it blends very well with what we do with people hmm. already. Yeah, it makes sense. Um because I know I've seen those like red light rooms. I think even like Planet Fitness has like red light yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I never really knew what that was for. So technically, I think infrared, the actual infrared frequency. It's not safe for pregnancy because you're heating things up from the yeah, inside. Yeah, you don't want to bake the baby. Exactly. And um, if you have implants in your body, like if you have a replacement or something, because mm. metal is going to heat faster and differently than your tissues will. Oh, that'd be crazy. So that's why we decided to do red light because it's just it's a little gentler. It's a little safer, but you get a lot of the same benefits. Mm. That's really cool. I love the science behind this thing. And so then, and then you, so reggae, so give me just an overview. Reggae? Yeah, sorry. Reggae. Is it reggae? Reggae. 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 Isn't that type of music? Reggae is the type of That's what I was thinking of. Spelling's completely different. Yeah, okay. So reggae. I knew it was like energy stuff. So is it like, is it, is it like a registered, so when I think of reggae type of thing, I think of like a psychic. No. Is it so completely different? Different. So walk me, th- walk me through that for you guys. She will either put her hands directly on a part of your body, and you're you're fully clothed for this. This isn't like a massage where you have hmm. to disrobe or anything, or she'll hover her hands over, and you're just. I can't explain it. Like I said, not my wheelhouse, but there's a transfer of energy that happens back and forth from the practitioner to the client, and it's just a way to help balance the client's energy, perhaps de-stress them. It's just really cool. relaxing, and it, it's a good it's a good way to like. Not everyone wants to be touched, so it, it's it's a modality that we decided to offer as an alternative. You know, for that, yeah, yeah, cool. 
and there's people that I, I'm sure appreciate it because you're still mm-hmm. offering it, which sure. is cool. Sure. That's great. Um, so red light acupuncture, massage, Reiki. Reiki. Yep. Reiki. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? Or what else do you, I mean, like where are you guys wanting, are you wanting to go full body acupuncture no, someday? No, that that is a two-year program out of state. Mm. As a working mom, you can see why that's not. Yeah, it doesn't. They just don't have anything in Michigan that you could go to? I would be open, though, to doing other classes to learn other parts bit by bit, you know. But we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'm not opposed to hiring a full-body acupuncturist. Okay. Well, that's the easy route. I don't know how many of those there are. There aren't many. I had one for a while that worked. Got a job opportunity out in Colorado, and holistic health is huge out there. Mm. So, you know, you can't fault somebody for doing what's best for them. You know what you guys need to do next is do like cold tub therapy, offer ice baths. <laughs> Possibly. I told you I was doing those. Are you new? Did you know that I was doing those? No. Oh, yeah. So I did uh, 30 days in a row, yeah. an ice bath every morning, and the baby was born. I had to stop, but it was awesome. Cold immersion therapy uh-huh. is like, you want to talk about a de-stressor? When you jump into an ice bath, what happens is you immediately get hit with a 200% increase in dopamine, oh, but it's yeah. an earned dopamine. So it's not like cheap, you know, scrolling on your phone, dopamine shorts that make you feel good and you feel like crap an hour later. Yeah, this is like actual earned. Your body's going through pain and your body actually feels amazing. So when you get out of the tub, you feel like a million bucks. So like every morning, the the idea is, so if you start your day with an ice bath every morning, so I'd sit there for two minutes. There's actually videos of me breaking the ice. So I was doing it in the winter. So I had to have a hammer. This sounds awful. And, I'm not uh, gonna lie. We'll put for people watching, <laughs> I'll put a little clip of uh Yeah, this is just one of just breaking the ice and then we get in later. I don't know if there's no sound. Oh there I you have go. I have seen pl- places that have those cryotherapy chambers though. It's you the stand same up in it. same concept, right? Yeah, same concept. Yeah. And there you go. And you're just chilling. You don't look like you're just chilling. You look like you're pretty miserable. I'm not gonna I lie. so mentally <laughs> mentally is a battle. And that's part of the beauty. And it's kind of like with what you're doing too. I mean, the reason I think it'd be cool is because it does help with stress. It does help with anxiety and it kind of fits with the therapy. Mm -hmm. And uh, they even have like cold tubs that you can purchase. They're like two grand, but they're like indoor. They keep the, the water needs to be under 40 degrees. Yeah. You should look into it because it is like I had another thing that helped. I put on a bunch of weight since I got married. So I had a bunch of stretch marks on my stomach. They're all gone. Like just passively like interesting yeah so my wife just had a baby and she's like all right we need to get in the ice bath again <laughs> i'm like all right you asked for it you know so that's been something that's been really fun it's been something that i i am excited it's just been not cost effective to continue in the summer because the amount of I ice i have to yeah. buy yeah. was just way too it was like five large bags of ice per day and it's like that i can't up. afford that ends up to do that yeah. yeah so once fall and winter i'm planning to do that all through winter next year but right. You should look into that. I'm not opposed to it. I just don't think I'd do it myself. You don't have to do it. But you might have people who are interested. I don't know. I wonder if there's a science to like, it's probably, it would probably be not helpful, but after like a brutal massage. So like after like a, I wonder if there's a science to actually having that help the recovery process. Ice. I, yeah, everyone's always like, oh, should I put heat on this or should I put ice on this? I rarely recommend people heat. I would look in. That would be curious because if you had a if you had a cold tub, you could literally just tell people, hey, right. dip in this for two minutes after this massage. I'm going to wreck your life for the next hour. <laughs> then afterwards, if you want, we have a recovery tub. Oh, there you go. And uh, they can freeze their ninnies off. It's, <laughs> you know, you could even include it, you know, like $10 charge or something. Right? Twenty, Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I think I do think I do want to talk about massages for a second. Sure. How do you feel about chiropractors? And so I know there's a big debate I know. of chiropractors uh-huh. versus physical therapy. Uh-huh. So like in my, and I correct me if I'm wrong, you're, this is your field, but physical therapists don't really like chiropractors. And Most people in the medical field don't like chiropractors. Okay. So walk me through chiropractic care. Like what are your thoughts? My thoughts are not all chiropractors are created equal. Mm. And there are some who have ruined it for the rest of them. 
That's where I stand on that. I do think if you find the right chiropractor, they can be very beneficial for you, especially if you're combining that therapy with massage. Because I always, I try to describe it to people as like, your body is a suspension bridge. Think of your bones as the metal structure of the bridge and think of your muscles as the suspension cables. Mm. You're not maintaining one of those systems on the bridge function, right? Right. So I'm a big fan of combining the two modalities. I'm just really picky about chiropractors that I see. So what a chiropractor does is he will go in and make an adjustment, but then the pushback is it doesn't stay without therapy or without strengthening muscles, right? It's case sensitive. Case sensitive, right? If you have really, really dehydrated or tight muscles and things are not moving, that adjustment really isn't going to do much for you because you've got these tight muscles that are just going to pull it right back out of alignment. Right. Both your adjustment will probably hold longer. So where do you think massage care? So somebody watching this, yeah. you guys do relaxing massage. And I think when people think of massages, they, that's what think, they think of, of and that's because of And I know TV. I've yeah. done both. Sure. I've, you know, we've gone to Punta Cana and we've done the, done the, spa the, the spas and yep. I love, sure. I love the spa thing. I do too. <laughs> I have actually some very embarrassing stories on, I'll tell you later. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, basically what happened was, we were at Punta Cana. There was a full like hour long experience before we like went to the massage. So it was like hot tubs, cold tubs, mud rooms, saunas, steam rooms. It was like the and it was like literally like an hour long experience to, uh-huh. to where they. T- <laughs> Anna's gonna kill me for telling this story. Uh, they uh, take you from station to station. Yeah. So like. You know, a worker would be like, you know, hello, Mr. England, you know, whatever. And they'd take you to station station and like walk you through this whole, right. like to try to relax you. Sure. Okay. So when we, <laughs> so when we signed up for this thing, they just said, okay, come tomorrow at two o'clock. Okay. So we show up like wearing our normal clothes. Mm-hmm. We go to two separate ways. So Anna goes this way. I go this way. We're in this like men's locker room. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, all right, uh, you can put your uh, swim shorts on. What swim shorts? I don't have swim shorts. <laughs> Nobody told me to bring and, swim shorts. Uh, and uh, the, 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 there's like immediate like, oh, crap. And so then what had to happen was he's like, okay, well, then, you know, strip. And I was like, okay. So you had to walk around naked so, <laughs> in this resort. <laughs> I was so stressed. <laughs> By the time we get through, so I have this robe. They didn't have like. And he puts me in this steam. No, they did for Anna. They had disposable stuff for Anna. But not for Not you. for me. So I'm, I walk in this steam room. I don't know if you've ever been in a steam room before. Yeah, have, yeah. It is literally just like poof of steam. You can't yeah. see, just steam everywhere. And then like, so I try to, I'm in this robe. So I try to sit down well, and now my, something. I had a robe, I had a robe, but then my butt's getting all wet right. because I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is miserable. And then I'm in the sauna. Yeah. It. Anyway. So I get, Ann and I meet back up. She's all like lounging and relax and i sit down and i'm like i am so stressed out (laughs) not what you anticipated no no it was uh so that's my that's my relaxing experience so when should somebody look at massage care or like care for their muscles and like more than just yeah it's it's good for anyone in general because it's a really good way to reduce stress Mm -hmm. um and it can help with things like insomnia if you reduce your stress level you're going to sleep better I've had people come in who are like, yeah, I sleep like four hours a night, sleep well at all. And then after their first massage, they're like up like eight, nine hours last night. So it's good for stuff like that. But if you've got like a chronic issue, like your shoulder just keeps getting caught up because you're sleeping on it funny or it really helps to maintain stuff like that too. There's tons of different for massage. There's so many different modalities. School, I think I was trained in like six or seven of them. Mm. So how often is it one of those things? Because like I know I've gone before and sure. it's great and it well it hurts like it hurts while you're getting like it done. your if, eyes are watering if you have a problem it yeah. will and be i always have problems and i carry my stress in my lower back and my up and my shoulders mm-hmm. so it's like it, it hurts it's a good hurt and then like the next day you're I like sore to call it acceptably uncomfortable and uh, the more often you get massages the less likely you are yeah to so how often to reap the benefits of like would you recommend somebody to, to look into care like this. If they're struggling yeah. with maybe insomnia, maybe they, they're super tense in their neck or they can't, they're sitting a lot in office minimum, chairs. Minimum, I say, if you can make it once a month just for a half hour, just to work on your problem spots, mm. then great. I mean, it's all circumstantial because everybody's body is different. The issues they're dealing with are different. Their finances are different. Yeah. And I'm not going to be one of those people that's going to tell you, oh, you have to come back. I'll make suggestions, but yeah. I'm not going to force you to do it. Yeah. 
Everyone's budget's different. Budget's different. Everyone's but ideally, different. One, minimum once a month. Minimum once a month. And like if you've got an issue, like I saw someone the other day who's got sciatica really bad. So it's, that's a pain that shoots from the it's lower like back. It's like a nerve thing, right? Yep. Your sciatic nerve, it runs from your lower back through your hip and down your leg. There's an impingement there and we're really trying to stay on top of that. Mm-hmm. I would recommend once a week, twice a week for a week or two, just to kind of help correct the issue. And once things start to work themselves out, then we'll space your appointments apart a little bit. Hmm. But it's different for everybody. Some people might get relief after one session. Well, it might take a few. It just depends. Yeah. So then like, how does somebody know to go to a massage therapist or go to a chiropractor for back pain? So is it like, I, my back hurts. Like I have friends that swear by the chiropractor. Sure. And Anna, you know, when we have a good one that we we... Anna loves. I've never been and I will mm-hmm. never go until I'm like crooked and then he can adjust me. When does somebody, do you know, like, is there like a certain pain that's like, okay, that might be more skeletal structure or. Yeah, generally if it's a sharper pain or in the, or, and, or the massage is not really working out, mm. then I might suggest they go to a chiropractor. Yeah. But in general, if you have back pain, it's not going to hurt to start in either place. I would recommend you start with a massage because mm-hmm. I hate chiropractors. No, just kidding. I'm joking. People find massage a little less invasive. The the cracking of the neck kind yeah. of throws people. What's your feeling on manual chiropractors? So the reason I asked that, I, we've had, I think we've had this conversation before. I can't remember. I have a client who's a chiropractor in Howell, and he only uses like a called an abdicator or okay. like it's a, a tool. Mm-hmm. It's And he's like, if you have a massage, if you have a chiropractor that uses their hands, run. Because they're not good. See that I really and, can't speak on. I've gone. I've and so we seen have a both. then and we've seen both too. Yeah. And we we've we have a chiropractor now that does both, and it seems to to work very well. Um, but it is scary. I know. I watched Anna get adjusted once, and the guy had Anna's head yeah. in his hand, and she's like, and he's like <laughs> I'm like, I feel like this. You kill somebody, right? Like right. it's it's terrifying to me. I Two different people who have actually had strokes from rough neck adjustments. Should I sell them Aflac? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, you've <laughs> yeah. two people that have had strokes two. because of rough adjustments. It just goes back to what you're different saying. Different chiropractors. Be choosy on your chiropractor. Yeah. 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 I need to get a chiropractor in here because that would be interesting to tell I know a few. I do. Yeah, I do too. Do you know Dr. Joe? Yeah, we love Dr. Joe. He's a lovable man. I used man. to work with Dr. Joe. Did you actually? Back in the day. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to say where, but yes. Yeah. Back in the day. He's yeah. a very nice guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Anna loves them. And he has, he's been right growing crazy too. Right down the street from my own, my, my old office, his yeah. office. I haven't Achieve. been inside, but it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Oh, inside's great too. They're great. So it is scary. I don't know. Or he could work, work with you and help calm your anxiety. Oh, no. Or you can come to me and get an acupuncture session first to calm your anxiety. <sighs> so scary. No, it's cool. I do think what you're doing with acupuncture is awesome. It's just like, I hope when you're ready to go, I'm sure it'll be on your website and everything else, oh, and yeah. you'll be put, promoting it a lot. Yeah. Can you do an acupuncture session while you're doing... While I'm doing massage? Um, another session? The general consensus is no. For a couple of reasons. It, when I'm giving massage, and I'm under my massage therapy, under that license, and under that liability insurance can't do stuff that doesn't fall into that scope. So what I am going to do is make it an add-on. Done with your massage, you get off the table, acupuncture area. What should be better to do first? Acupuncture or massage? I'm going to say massage because yeah. it will like prep you to get... Actually relax you a yeah. little bit. And then also when you're doing the acupuncture, they want you to remove all stimuli. Don't talk. Stay off your phone. Just sit in silence and marinate for 30 minutes. Honestly, that's by itself is probably what Americans need. Yeah. We should probably do that with or without acupuncture. Absolutely. You should just have just a room, a 30-minute like therapy quiet room, time, quiet yeah. time room. So, yeah, I, I plan to do the massage first and then do the, the needles afterward. Mm. That way, when you're done, I can just take the needles out and you can just go on your way. Enjoy your day. Yeah, and you can have those seeds or no seeds. Have you have you tried the seeds yet with yeah, anybody? I put them on everybody. It doesn't hurt. It's just a little band-aid with a little tiny, tiny metal ball inside. But the metal ball's in your ear. It's not in your ear, it's on it. Oh. Oh, because it's just putting pressure on it. Do they have and they don't have to return those? Like it's nope. just do they nope. take off the band-aid after a certain amount of time? They can take it off themselves if they feel nauseous or they get a headache from it or anything like that, or they fall off on their own, but they can stay on for a week or two. That's crazy. So let's yeah, we're actually we're man, we're forty five minutes already. It's great. So I guess let's pivot to one other thing I wanted to talk about sure. is just maybe conversations to entrepreneurs. What is some advice you'd give to fellow women that are starting businesses, fellow humans that are starting businesses? Um, would you recommend, are there caveats to what you'd recommend, <laughs> you know? 
So get, I guess give some advice. I'm based always on- honest with people. I'm like, this is not easy. Mm. This is not easy because when you work for somebody else, you just go to work and you know you're getting paid. Where you, when you own the business, you're like, how am I going to bring money in? You're constantly thinking, how am I going to keep things going? Yeah. Because not only does my income depend on it, but all my staff, their income depends on it too. I don't have to worry about it. They just know if they're coming into work, they're getting paid. Mm. It's not easy. It's really not easy. You know, getting the word out there about what you do and getting people to trust you, getting people to actually come to your place of business. It's whole, oh, build it and they, and they will, you know. Just, build no, it and they'll come. They don't. Yeah. You have to work for it. Networking has been huge. That's one thing I would recommend. Network the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, print ads are cool, but networking. Oh, for sure. Building those relationships. That's how we met. Yeah. But building those relationships with people, that's what's going to get more people in the door because then they tell their family, then they tell their friends, and it just snowballs. Yeah. How so. important has um, repeat clients been in your business? Huge. So experience is key. I mean, in your t- in your line of business, mm-hmm. if you don't deliver a top t- top-notch experience they're not they're not coming back and that's what percentage of your revenue would you say is exist existing clientele versus new new clientele on like a monthly basis i'm asking good questions yeah you are i mean i could tell you just this past week had two first-time clients everybody else was out there all repeats and is that that's probably true of the rest of the staff as a whole i'd guess too yeah yeah i mean it just shows it just it's a good lesson for business right when you give someone a good experience they're going to come back and even if they don't come back right away and are there like measures that you guys do to make sure is there because everyone that works under you is kind of their own yeah massage therapist they're independently contracted they control their own schedule they still are under your brand yeah, so I bring I bring clients into the business, but then they also bring their own clients in too, you know, because I'm going to bring stuff into the business because what helps them ultimately does help me. Right. Right? But is there anything from like a consistency standpoint that you're like, girls, we, you have to do this or no, we do it this way? We have discussions about that kind of stuff, you know, like if it's going to happen under my roof, like d- during COVID and stuff, like certain rules and regs. Sure. Look health department this is what they're saying this is what we have to do Mm. but like for example we just participated in the street fair yeah i was yeah i saw that on facebook that's exciting i didn't say okay we're we're gonna do this like they were like hey should we do anything for the street fair and i'm like yeah i was thinking the same thing Mm. so we talk we have discussions and i'm like i'm thinking this what are you thinking and we ping ideas off of each other yeah I'm not going to force them to do anything they don't want to do. I want them to be free, comfortable. Sure. And ultimately, if you're doing something that's going to make my business look bad, you're not going to work for me. Right. Yeah. But thankfully, I've hired a really good group of people. Yeah. We're all very like-minded. We're all very much people pleasers, which has its pros and its cons. (laughs) Sure. And that's the key. I mean, you guys are a like-minded staff. Yeah. And you all know the goal. Sure. There's a common goal. Of giving clients an excellent experience. And then if it's open communication and if for whatever reason someone drops the ball and someone gives a bomb review, then you guys can have that conversation then. Which happens. Yeah. It absolutely happens. I mean, you cannot please everybody. Oh, even if, and to be fair, even if the experience was amazing, you can't please everybody. Oh, no, you absolutely can't. So, yeah, I mean, we have discussions where necessary and it's always like, hey, look, somebody said X, Y, Z, you're not in trouble just file it away and yeah. correct as needed. You know, it's it's correct. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you do you know a guy named Mike Gruley. Okay, so I had him on the podcast. He basically does leadership coaching for companies, but like mm-hmm. a big, like five hundred five thousand yeah. man companies. Yeah. And one of the things that he talked about was when you're a leader. One of the things that is really helpful is if you can. What where a lot of leaders fail is they don't. They're not clear on the goal. They don't actually share where is the end goal or. They don't even really share what it means to be on the bus. So like, you know, then you go to your employee, well, you're not even on the bus. Well, you never actually told them what it even meant to be on the bus to begin with. And so I think that's a really good lesson of when you have open communication with your staff, they know the expectations and you can't get mad at them if they don't know the expectations. Mm -hmm. But that's a good reminder for all of all the leaders out there. If you have people working under you, if you have people working with you, make sure the goals are clear. Make sure that I've been working on that too with my agency, but it's like, and then if they don't reach those goals, well, it doesn't look like you're a fit 
for the company. Right. But those goals have been very clear from the beginning. Yeah. Well, like very, very clear about like, hey, look, if you've got an idea about something, talk to me about it. I'm more than willing to listen to what you have to say because the more input I have coming in from different the directions, it's gonna be. the better it's going to yeah. be. Ultimately, if I think it's going to be bad for the business, mm-hmm. then I need you to respect me as a business owner, right? You know, but, and I'm also very- This very, is when it forces you to be that extrovert, Lindsay. Oh, I hate it. I this is when it, it forces you to, to, do you know the bird personality types? No. Like psychology of sales? So there's like eagle, owl, dove, and a parrot. So eagle is like dominant type A personality. That's not you. I think you're a dove slash maybe owl. But so I'll go through. A dove Mm -hmm. is one that just loves people, loves the staff. They care deeply. They're moved by empathy kind of people. A parrot is a, just loves to party, loves to talk, nope, loves me. to have a party. And an also, owl, not me. <laughs> and an owl is very detail driven. So they like details. They like numbers. They like knowing facts, Same. stats, yep. things like that. Yep, I'm between the two. Yeah, so you're a dove owl. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason I know that is like sales psychology. If I can in five seconds know what bird I'm talking to, I can then tailor a conversation to it. That's why it's right. important. Right. But doves struggle with trying to be an eagle. Oh, because they're not eagles. Yeah, but you yeah. have to be an eagle to be a business owner Every at once some in a while, times. You have to, you have to fire somebody. Yep. You have to have an That's uncomfortable conversation. Part. That is the hardest part. Mm. Honest to God. That's the hardest part. Because I don't want to crush somebody's day. You're a dove. I don't want to crush. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, but it Can has you to believe, be done. Lindsay, there are people that don't even care about crushing oh, somebody's day? I believe that. <laughs> I've had, I've, I've encountered those people. I've like, been crushed know, by those people. I know those people. I have been crushed by those people. Yeah. And there's people like us. It's funny, when I started, I was a dove. And then my eagle has kind of killed my dove. I'm still a dove. But I think when you get burned, you only can get burned so many times by staff. Yeah. To then where... It's getting easier, actually. Mm -hmm. It's getting easier. I still don't enjoy it. No. And compartmentalize it a little bit better. Exactly. Yeah, because I've had to fire people for lots of different reasons. Yeah. And it sucks. It always sucks. But there is a level to where you're like, wait, I understand why I'm doing this and why I have to do this. And maybe the first time you were crying and it just ruined your whole week. And now it sucks for two hours and you're ready to move on. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. just kind of being a business owner. You have to have, there are difficult decisions that you're going to have to make. Doesn't make them easy, but learning how to compartmentalize that and understand that it needs to be done is uh, the mark of, I think, a healthy business owner. It's not enjoyable. It's not fun. But like, and the other thing that's really interesting, I've been really working on, and I don't know if you thought about this at all, but is uh, making the decision quickly, not letting yeah. them leech. I have let things drag out longer than they should have in hopes that like things would turn around. Because you're a dove. And I just needed to just nip it in the bud way earlier. Yeah, I'm did. the same way. That's an interesting psychological, well, the, when you hire someone, and then you believe in them. You want the best for them. And then you you develop a relationship uh-huh. with them. They're your friend. Too. Now all of a sudden, it's six months, and they're still acting like they've been here for two weeks. That's at least in my field. That's how it is. Yeah. So for my field, it's hey, you're you're still asking the same questions you asked four months ago, and I've given you the training. I've given you the answers. Like at some point, you're going to, need to graduate to mm-hmm. initiative taking. And at some point, you're going to need to be remembering these answers. You can't ask me the same question for a year. And so seeing those signs early. And so what I, what's happened is people have leached and been in the organization for probably a year longer than they should have been for their happiness and my happiness. Yeah. And that's a hard pill to swallow. And it's scary because then you're wondering, okay, well, what if this person can make it? What if this person can turn it around? Uh, us doves are... That's a struggle point. And I've had a, a couple of instances where you don't realize how bad the situation was until you're removed from it. Like you mm. knew it was crappy, moving toward crappy, but you really couldn't see the full picture until it was over. Yeah. Yep. And that applies to like all types of relationships. Yeah. Not just business relationships, interpersonal relationships. Sure. Like it, sometimes you have to take a step back. Like gives you that extra perspective. You have to teach yeah. yourself how to take a step back, actually removed from mm. it, because you'll see it a lot clearer. Mm. That's a good mental practice to do, especially for business owners. If they're thinking about fire somebody, imagine what it's like with them not around. And if it's like, oh, well, the company's probably going to thrive. Well, then maybe that's the right decision. Um, I was, and, yeah. and vice versa. Like it could actually mean... And sometimes it could be that the owner needs to look into their heart and their life and 
the reason that this is what I was talking with Mike about, what he sees 90% of the time is the reason why staff isn't succeeding is because the, you know, person in charge of this division sucks and they're not actually communicating what's needed to be done. So you have all these actual able-bodied, willing people. So it's not, that person's not the problem. It's the person above them. Exactly. And so that's a, that's a good, so for people that maybe, maybe you're mad at your manager, but maybe people are mad at you for not doing the same thing. So it's just a good heart check. It's a good mental exercise to be like, am I communicating everything to my staff? And I know that that's an area I could still improve on. Yeah. Well, we always can. Yeah. 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 But I mean, thankfully right now, the staff I have, I feel like if something does need to be discussed, I can go to any of them and have a straightforward conversation. That's amazing. The culture you've built is sweet and it's great. I know most of the staff, I mean, just because of, of yeah. you being my client Yeah, and they're all great, mm-hmm. great people. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, I wanted to create, I've worked in office settings or restaurants where it's like majority women. They're brutal. It can be so brutal. I live with one and one's enough. The cattiness and the backstabbing and the talking behind each other's backs. And it's just, it's not a healthy environment. It can be very toxic. And I'm not saying all women are that way. No, you're good. But it's just what I've experienced along the way. So the staff that I have now, we don't have that. Yeah. We don't have any of that. And that's what I wanted was to create a workspace where i felt comfortable. It felt like home. Mm. I didn't want that workspace that felt like, God, is it five o'clock yet? Never once have I been like, I can't wait to get away from these people. Mm. What time is it? Never, not once. And that's just, that's what I've always wanted out of a workspace. It's almost like what you're saying to, to a degree is when someone's looking to hire someone, you need to start with the person. Like start with who they are, start with the person, you know, they could have all the qualifications for a job, but if they're not going to fit in right. the culture of the company, right. there's no point to make that hire because you're asking for problems. Yeah. Part of getting a massage or part of getting a position with me is you have to do an actual sit down interview with me and then you have to do a hands on interview. I want to see where your skill level is. And there's a lot of debate on these discussion boards when you're just trying to get free massages. No, I want to make sure that their skill level is going to fit the clientele that I have built for myself. So, and I don't require a lot, minimum half hour. Just I just want to gauge where you're at. I've had some bomb massages, like amazing massages in these interviews. And I've purposely not hired people because I knew there was going to be personality conflict with somebody else's personality on staff. Yep. And it's it's not like, oh, that person on staff is the problem. No, that person mm-hmm. gets along with everybody here. Correct. I don't think you two are going to gel and we don't need tension yep. here. Yep. And in a, and that's a legitimate, when, you hi, when, when people are applying, they forget that they're being hired for their whole self and, and who all, you all are. All the have to fit together. Correct. All uh, of them. It's not just, and sometimes people get, you know, butt hurt. Like, oh, you didn't hire me because of, the, yeah. You're, you're already getting mad that I didn't hire you. You're literally proving my point mm-hmm. on why I didn't hire you to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I think in a world that is so easily offended, that's a good reminder. It's like, hey, like people that are looking for jobs, you know, you're not you're, owed anything. You're not owed anything. And if you uh, don't want to be looking for jobs, then feel free to start a business. I'm warning you. It's not easy. It's not. It took me over a decade to get where I'm at. Yeah. Well, and you still have more that you want to accomplish. Oh, yeah. When you bought, I, and we can end with this because we're, we're, we're doing, we're doing well on time. I am struggling with this. So start there. Okay. And we'll see if you struggle too. So without, with, throughout my insurance experience, I have always scaled before I was ready to scale. Mm-hmm. You smiling. Mm. You, you know what I... Mm-hmm. So like my first step was Anna quit her job to work with me. We had only been married for six months. She was making 40000 a year, which our family was like, that's, you know. You needed it. Then we bought a house and a month later she quit her job and worked with me because it just needed to happen. Like, I needed to scale. Oh, I was like, crap. oh crap. But it worked. It worked. It was stressful it worked. and it worked. Right. And then Anna um, wanted to go do real estate. So then I hired an admin before I could afford an admin. So we made it work. Sometimes you have to spend money to make money. Yep. And then we had uh, office space in Wyandotte before I could afford that. But we made it work. And then we have this space, which is, you know, for the camera can't see, but it's a decent, there's three offices. and But it's still also like more budget than I'm quite ready for. Right. But it's always like, that's how it's been in business. Did you feel that at each step? Oh my God. Yeah. Initially, going from one room to two rooms wasn't that bad. Jumped to my new office. Now I've got higher rent. I have 
lawn care I have to take care of. Mm. I have all these utilities to factor on top of it. There was a point in time where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. But then it leveled out. Mm -hmm. Same thing. We got to the point where we were like maxed out in the last office we were in. This office was just a little more than I thought I was ready for. But I'm like, we can do this. Yeah. We can do this. So, yeah, we're experiencing growing pains as we speak. But I know it's going to level out. Mm. It's going to. It already has Look started to. Look at you, little to. entrepreneur. It already has started to. Yeah. So, you know, I just, you know, you're going to be stressed for a hot minute. and That's how it is. Deal with it. Yeah. yeah kind of, I, 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 I'm just trying to figure out a way to av- avoid that. Yeah. I just don't think you can. You can't. No way to jump from point A to point B, especially when you're going from an office this size to an office that size, for it to be a smooth transition because there's... Moving everything over there, there's going to be gaps to fill in the schedule. Yeah. Also, you just have to be patient and wait for it to happen. Obviously, don't sit back and just passively wait. You have to get out there and bust your ass to bring it in. Yeah, you know what I've learned about myself? And I didn't know this to be true. But so like with this space, I mean, we, we're, we've doubled rent, you know, like, oh, yeah. you know, and it, yeah. that's like, oh, and then I doubled my, so in like one year, you know, I went four times business expenses in one year. And uh, I've learned something about myself to where that I freeze. So, which is not good. And uh, so some people, when they are like the flame is under them or however you, however you want to say it, they're like, I'm going to work triple as hard. I actually, my bent is to just like freeze. Yeah, I do that too. And not know what to do. I do that And too. like panic. And not like panic, like like I'm not hyperventilating or anything like that. Sure, yeah. But like sales your go mind, down. Your my, mind is going 90 And I a sit in the office yep. and I'm like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to be working on. Should I work at this aspect of the business? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing, and then eventually say, why do I even show up? Like there's no point. And then it just goes down this big rabbit hole. Lists. That's how I get through that freeze. I write down all the things going through my head. Because there's so many things and you're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. So you kind of shut down mm. and I complete one thing at a time. And when it's on paper, numerical order, it it's, it's easier to execute yeah. it, at least for me. No, you're right. And actually my wife and I, I should probably do, we used to do this thing called brain dumps. Yeah. I used to be so stressed when we were together and we loved working together. Sure. But it was like, I had so much in my brain. We would just sit down for two hours. She's like, okay. It was, it was funny. The first time she's like, okay, what are you thinking about? It took us two hours to get through everything business, just about, exclusively business. It's a lot. It's a lot. And she was like, she had four pages or five pages of notes. She's like, do you remember all that stuff? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, that's insane. I always, I, I always say my brain is like a magic eight ball. You know, when you shake it, you got all those different answers and things just pinging back and forth. And you don't know which one's going to pop to the yeah. surface first. You just can't get it I all know. in order. There's so much. There's so yeah. much. Lists, I, are, lists are helpful. I will wake up in the middle of the night, grab my phone and like jot it down mm. on my phone. Because otherwise I'm going to worry. I'm going to forget it. Stay up all night. That's a great sleep. practice. Yeah, that's a great practice. If you wake up in the middle of the night, just jot it down. Yep. Yeah. Which happens often. I think for me also, I just, I freeze. Not even like there's so much going on. It's just almost like, did I make a mistake? Yeah. And like, not buyer's remorse, but yeah, a little bit like, am I scaling too fast? And then, and then doubt comes in. And then, you know, especially when it comes to in a job that requires sales, confidence is everything. And then when your confidence is taken away. So like, if you view yourself as a good business owner, you you're working, you know, hard, you're good to go. But then if you view yourself in a different light, now all of a sudden you're like, I can't even make a sale anymore. Imposter syndrome yeah. is so real. Yeah. Yeah. It, confidence is hard when you have imposter syndrome. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm winging it. Hopefully people don't see right through this. Yeah. So th- I th- think the majority of business owners and entrepreneurs go through that season. Like that's a season that should be expected for yeah. a lot of people. Um, Nobody ever talks about it. They so. talk about the fun things. And, oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like there are pluses <laughs> to owning a business sure. and being an entrepreneur. Like, you know. Um, there, there's lots of pros, but there are plenty of cons. Yeah. And plenty. I think that's the goal of why I started this podcast. So like I want, we need a new generation of entrepreneurs, but like entrepreneurs that will actually like employ people. I'm not talking like, you know, YouTube content creation. Like I'm talking like real business. No, I guess you can employ editors, so that's fine. But like, we need a new generation of people to come on and be an entrepreneur. And I want to encourage those people to take risks, but I want to prepare them adequately and not sugarcoat it. No, no. And I've, I've had a couple people say, when you started your business, how did you do this? Cause I'm thinking about doing this. I found this space, there's four rooms, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
That's too big. You have a clientele lined up. You have staff lined up because you're going to be paying out the rear for all of this. And it's going to take years to build it. Yeah. Whereas I started little and just stepped up each year until I got to where I'm at. Jumping into where it is now, I could have never done it. Mm-hmm. Could have never done it. There's so much upfront cost for something like that. You got to have a hell of a plan ready to go. Yeah. And it better be foolproof. Whether that's... You did very well your previous job, so you have a six-month emergency fund business right, to give yourself right. time. And most people don't have that. No. So you And you played it the smart path. I mean, you literally organically grew. You went one room, two room, three, three rooms, rooms. Plus my own reception and all yeah, that. Yeah. And what, five, four or five? Oh, four rooms and then two bays, which is where we do our red light therapy and our Nice. So we'll say six. Here. Just crazy, but you did. You be over thirteen years, right? No, long. Yeah, I mean, over or eleven years as a business owner, seventeen years as a massage therapist, roughly. Mm. So, someone you looking at your story, somebody could fast track that. Hypothetically speaking, yeah, it maybe would, it wouldn't be easy, but it would be it stressful, be very stressful, because it's stressful yeah, as it is, as, as it is the way I did yeah. it. So yeah. I can't imagine just jumping in and being like, okay, I have all this. Now I have to find a way to make yeah. it work. Especially overhead kill is what kills businesses. Oh, yeah. That's what kills businesses. Absolutely. And you played smart with your overhead. And that and that's smart. I know like that's where a lot of restaurants are just lost so fast is just the overhead. And you have these people like, oh, we're going to be busy every night and we're going to be able to hire these people. Mm. And then you over, there's a coffee shop that I know that died because of it because they hired too many people and they had to lay everyone off, but then they didn't have any customers. So the owner was working, you know. 15-hour days, and it just... When I opened up at the law office, I not only had, like, people who saw me at my last place of employment, but I also ran, like, my version of a Groupon. Literally, I was given hour massages for $25 just to get people in the door. Okay, this deal expires on this date, and you can still use that $25 toward it after that date. But so that really helped, too, because it was, like, a gift mm. certificate that... Yeah, never... But that really helped to grow because people got to know me mm. working for pennies because it's like, how else am I going to get people in the door? Yes. Yeah, you have to start that way a lot of times. I mean, I guess there's two ways to look at that, too. I think what you did make sense. I know for other industries, sometimes pricing yourself too low can actually have the adverse effect, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But for your industry, all you're trying to do is just get butts in the seat, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Get people in there, get them on the table, and now you have a big existing book. How many clients do you think you have? I got a few thousand. That's crazy. There's a few thousand in the database. That's crazy. Yeah. Good for you guys. I've actually had other therapists come to me and be like, I am mad at you. Why? And obviously they're being sarcastic. Yeah. But, um, oh no, there's a hint of truth. Like right I tried to give my card to somebody and they're like, oh no, I have a therapist. Maybe you know her. Her name is Lindsay and da, 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 da. And like freaking Lindsay. Oh yeah. Yeah. One of my old coworkers had that happen to her three times in a span of a week. Why are you doing this? I'm like, and you should be like, come work with me. That's that's your hiring pitch. You get them come work with she you. She did come work with me. Ah, nice, nice. Did, yeah, nice, cool. Um, are you? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm moving on. No, no. She did. She did. She did. I love the smile. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk later. Um, <laughs> last question: Are you hoping to expand more than one location? No interest. No, nope, because I think the that homey feeling and the hospitality is lost. People can say I'm a control freak. That's fine. But I'll load it. But you know, if you've ever watched the movie The Founder about how McDonald's got started? Okay, I haven't seen it, but yeah. Yeah, the original guys who owned McDonald's, they didn't want a franchise because for that same reason. Hmm. And look at McDonald's now. Yeah, I know, but it's you got to watch the movie. I should. Franchising isn't always an interesting well, concept. And I'm as someone who's worked for other people and who has not been paid well, um, when you franchise, that just takes more away from the therapist. And for you, it's very much a personal experience, and it's, it's tough to to franchise mm-hmm. the brand because like your brand isn't really balanced therapeutics. Your brand is Lindsay, you know, and that's tougher to franchise, which makes sense. I mean, I've got some friends who work at let's just say a local chain place and they are between table and chair massages cutting like 12 or 13 massages a day with like but we have good health insurance i'm like well, what good is that because you're going to wreck your body and not be able to work what's the lifespan for the average massage therapist circumstantial what's your what's your weekly workload like what's an average one look like 
Is it just different for everybody? 15 to 20 massages a week is solid. A lot of therapists do more than that. So let's say 20. Like, is it like by 45, you're done because your hands can't handle it anymore? Um, The lady who owned my school, she is in her 70s, I believe. Wow. She still practices, to my knowledge. So if you take care of your body, Mm. you you can go the distance. You have to take care of your body. You have to listen to your body. Don't overwork yourself. Is carpal tunnel a big issue? Carpal tunnel's a thing. Um, I was doing 26, 27 massages a week for a close to a decade, which is over what they consider full time. And I got such bad tendonitis in my forearms that I had to cut back. Since I've cut back, I don't have an issue. So, and I've been doing this, you know, going on close to 20 years. That's crazy. So just got to listen to your body, take care of yourself. I'm not one of those super heavy-handed therapists, which mm. also I think helps because I'm not killing, killing your thumbs. I'm not killing yeah. my joints the way some other people do. I'm a full believer that you can work the problem out without beating the snot out of somebody. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. nice. Mm-hmm. That's cool because I was wondered, like, is that a was that a concern for you when you got into this career at all? Yeah. Um, of like, how am I? How's this going to impact my hands? Um, a lot and, of my family members try to talk me out of it because they're like, "You're going to wreck your hands. You're going to." You're not going to have a long career. I'm like, well, I'm going into dental hygiene. They get carpal tunnel too. Yeah. Just holding so, things all day and yeah. Honestly, I see shorter careers in that field than I do in mine. So. Ha. Take that family. <laughs> yep. That's yep. great. Um, all right. Well, I guess like let's wrap this up. Yeah. What is, um, for the people listening, I always give the guests on their show just like anything, what do you got going on? What are some some things, either in-state people that are listening to this, out-of-state people? Is there a website that we can check things out? Yep. Is there things that you sell online? Is it in person? Like what you got going on? So all of our services are in-person services with the exception of the functional nutrition counseling with Kelly. She can do that over the phone or via Skype. The website is www.balancingdownriver.com. Perfect. And we'll include that in the description of the video. So guys, check out Lindsay, check out Balance Therapeutics. Is it still Balance Therapeutics? Okay, cool. Balance Therapeutics, downtown Trenton. Perfect. So if you guys are local to Michigan, Mm -hmm. definitely check them out. Uh, At least visit the website. And I'm sure if you're listening to another state, you have a relative in Michigan. So um, give them a gift card or give them a Venmo towards a massage yes um because they'd appreciate that thank you lindsay for coming on the show Thanks for we appreciate it. this is very fun uh if you haven't yet hit the subscribe button thank you guys for watching and we'll see you guys in the next video